listeners, and welcome to My Holland Update. I'm Marion Manderfield, Public Information Coordinator for the City, and today our guest is Garrett Thalen, our Deputy Director of Recreation for the City. Welcome, Garrett, to the podcast. Thanks for taking time to talk with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, Summer's almost over, but people are really using the parks heavily still with all the beautiful weather we've got. And one park located right here in the, in the center of the city, Moran Park, is getting a host of upgrades. Why this park? How did that come about? Yeah, so this has been in the works for a while. Uh, we have a lot of upgrades that are going to be coming through. Some are bigger than others. And parts of this project has been in the works for close to a decade, and uh, we are trying to be opportunistic uh, while the park is opened up from just some different projects to get the majority of all this work done within one calendar year. So the park is not going to be constantly under construction, and that's been a fun challenge to take on. I'm sure. So a lot going on in a very short period of time. Yeah, absolutely. So just trying to put all the puzzle pieces together. And it's still open for people to use. Yeah, we're trying to keep as much of the park open as possible uh, while still keeping people safe when there's big heavy equipment going around. So, yeah, so it's an important park, uh, and obviously because we're investing into it, uh, there's a lot of people that do still uh, use it on a daily basis, and that's been uh, that's been nice to see as they've been able to comment on the progress that's being made. Sure. So uh, the biggest one that took place first, maybe not the biggest one, but was the, was the playground, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But one upgrade I think people are really anxious to see completed is the resurfacing of the tennis and the pickleball courts. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this is, I mean, financially, this is definitely the biggest upgrade. Uh, this has been in the works for a while. My predecessor, Jeremy Myers, uh, actually started getting the ball rolling on this, and then I, something that I've been able to take on. But... What's being put down there uh, is different from the surface that's on there right now as far as a harder concrete surface, and it's being switched over to what's called a Herculean synthetic surface. Okay. And uh, that's a low-impact material that has a rubber membrane that goes over top of the courts, and that's going to provide a better quality of play for pickleball and tennis. And then as far as the different aspects of the community is concerned, uh, you know, specifically for the low-impact part, it's going to be a lot easier on the joints of the users. So will it feel almost like a, I don't want to say rubbery, but will it, will you be able to, will the players be able to feel that it's a softer surface? Yes, absolutely. And I think that it will, uh, maybe not at the time that they're using it, but definitely when they go home, um, it won't be, they won't be as sore from a long day of playing pickleball or tennis. Nice. And I'm sure the, uh, the, the tennis teams will appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. It's definitely a world-class uh, sur- uh surface that we're going to be able to put down, and they actually use the same type of service on professional courts. Wow. Okay. So uh, what's the lifespan of this resurfacing? So it's a newer product, but it should be uh, able to last decades. And outside of minor touch-ups just to the paint, the surface itself should just uh, last as it keeps a lot of the moisture out of the concrete and uh, prevents it from the upheavals during our tougher winters. Okay. And a couple of these courts are going to be hybrid courts, is that right? Yeah, so we're going to put a couple pickleball courts on the northeast side. Uh, Those are going to be dual purpose, so that way if there's an overflow of pickleball players, they're able to use those uh, tennis nets for pickleball as well. Okay, and so can the tennis teams still use those for competitions and practices? Yep, so it's going to be a lighter pickleball line that goes on there, so it's a little bit more geared more towards our recreation pickleball users, but... Uh, the tennis teams will not be affected by that. Okay. And what's the timeline of 
completion for this portion? Yeah, so originally we were hoping to be done this fall uh, with the weather we've had and the additional rain that we've had. Uh, we've had to bump the pickleball portion to the spring, but we are opportunistic that all seven tennis courts will be completed by winter. Okay, nice. And switching courts to the basketball court, this one's also getting a facelift. What will be new and improved with the basketball court? Yeah, so there's going to be a uh, full-size basketball court, full-size half court, I should say. It's going to be regulation size. Uh, As it exists now, you know, where the three-point line pretty much runs into the grass, and this will provide a little bit more opportunity for us to put some bleachers on the outside on the cement pad and the surface. Yeah, and then uh, we'll be able to have the out uh, out of bound lines on there as well because it wasn't regulation half court regulation sites no it was a little bit of a skinny court and this will have a little bit more of an official feel to it nice yeah and what's the timing on that that one should be taking uh taking shape here in the next few weeks and it's another one that we're expecting to be done before winter okay tell us about the backboard on this new court yeah, so the new backboard, it's uh, polycarbonate uh, hoop. It looks like glass, uh, but it's it gives the appearance of glass, but it's okay. not glass, and it's supposed to be shatterproof. Uh, I would encourage anybody to uh, not view that as a challenge, but we definitely <laughs> want to make sure that it's uh, going to be aesthetically pleasing and a very, very cool look, but still is something that is able to withstand outdoor weather and uh, being in a park. Nice. Yeah, always in Michigan having to look at... Uh complete of four seasons and the durability of what you put in there to withstand all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to tennis, the cement wall that's been taken down, what are you replacing that with? Yeah, so uh, this is going to be replaced with, it's called a realistic hitting wall. It's basically a curved wall uh, that's curved at the bottom and the top to provide a more natural uh, movement as far as if you were playing with somebody else, how they would hit the ball back to you. So as I understand it, before when we had the hitting wall or the backboard, there wasn't very, there's not many of those around the Holland area, but people really like those, right? Yeah. So with those cement walls, because they weren't aesthetically pleasing, a lot of the community members weren't traditionally fond of them, but tennis players, uh, they did enjoy using them because it was a more firm surface. So that allowed for the ball to respond a lot better to them hitting it as opposed to a lot of wood hitting walls that are around the area. Okay. And so the decision to put the curved wall in, what what made you decide to do that? Yeah, so it it was almost uh, something that we looked at from the community feedback and saying, okay, we were presented with an opportunity to take these walls down, but also we want to provide a service that's going to be even more beneficial. So when we started doing some research, we were able to find an even better option that is going to fit into the tennis courts and the uh, – the use of the community a lot better. So not just a cement wall, but another state-of-the-art component of this park as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that we're going to be able to uh, put within the tennis facility so that way we open up room for other things. Nice. Yep. One thing that's coming brand new to the park is a futsal court, yep. right? So yep, tell futsal. us, futsal. So for those of us that are not familiar with futsal, explain that sport to us. Yeah, so it's at its core, it's a mini version of soccer. It's a mini uh, soccer field that will be on cement. Okay. And uh, this is probably my favorite addition because it's something that we've been in, in the works for a really long time, and it's a brand new addition to our park system. Is um, and I think it's in the area. The closest one that I know of is Grand Rapids, uh, and oh, that's wow, been okay. well received. 
And that you said this is cement. So why cement versus a grass mini soccer court field, I should say? Yeah. So there's a couple different reasons. Uh, one of the main reasons is that we, we just need to be able to give this community a spot to play soccer. There's a lot of different uh, soccer fields around, but as far as it being used on grass, the grass gets torn up way too quickly for us to be able to keep up with it. So us having a nice cement surface uh, is obviously going to keep up a lot better than a grass surface would, but we also want to remove a barrier of entry uh, to be able to play. If it's on synthetic turf, uh, you most likely need cleats to play on it well. So. This will be able to provide an opportunity for kids, the community, adults, anybody, just to be able to go out and play on tennis shoes. Oh, nice! And this this is going to be purely drop-in, correct? You there won't be necessarily programming on this court. Yeah, this is going to operate similar to like our park basketball courts do. That okay. you kind of just drop in and you play with people that are you may know, you may not know, but it kind of uh, encompasses that same sense of community that a basketball court creates. And futsal is quite popular throughout the country, right? In larger urban settings, this is, they've got futsal courts in downtowns for that very reason, right? Because they're smaller and they can be on cement. Yeah, yeah. So definitely it provides an opportunity rather than needing a large uh, uh, 100-yard field that traditionally a soccer field will go on. Uh, This is a small area that you can play with as many as four people uh, up to 14 people. So that really provides a, that low barrier of entry that we're looking for, for that people to be able to still play soccer if they choose to. Nice. So Garrett, when you guys were looking at, when the staff was looking at all the different upgrades that you were going to put into the park, tell us about or how you came about with some of these upgrades that are being facilitated right now. Yeah, so there was both a lot of qualitative and uh, quantitative analysis uh, that went into it. Uh, Send me back to our last five-year uh, parks master plan. Um, that was uh, one of the big uh, drivers of the futsal court that is going to go in there. But just we try to listen as much as we can to the community between phone calls and just conversation that we have with community members and our programs and just that when we're in parks and they drop by and make suggestions. So those are things that we do take to heart. Uh, hence, when we received a, a quite a few phone calls about the hitting wall that we wanted to make sure that we could create an aspect that made a lot of sense um, for both what we needed uh, that that park to operate and just find those happy mediums mm-hmm. um, for for the community to try to best serve our, our residents. That's, that's so important because that's who it's serving is the residents. And it's not just you guys sitting in offices trying to think of what's the best thing to put out there. You're really listening and talking to the people that are going to be using it. Yeah, absolutely. And we really do try to listen to it because at the end of the day, it it doesn't matter too much what we necessarily want there. We're just kind of being a conduit for the community's needs. Nice. And circling back to the playground, that's almost 100% complete, right? I think you said there was just a couple adds to that. Tell us a little bit about the playground and some of those um, new features that it has. Yeah, so... This uh, is an inclusive playground. Uh, we really wanted to follow the model that uh, city council has laid out for us with DEI being a priority. And so this place scrape is able to uh, include access to those who are in a wheelchair or a walker. And additionally, uh, there's going to be opportunities for uh, people to recreate if you have a vision or hearing impairment. Uh, so it really just fits into the entire model that we're going to with uh, Moran Park and our park system in general. Nice. And then you're adding some benches around there, or those are those already in? So we do have plans to add some uh, cement pads so we can put benches on them. So that way, if uh, 
parents are coming with their children, they're able to take a seat and watch their children play and because there's not really a good spot to, to sit and watch your kids at this point. Well, that's important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to, for the parents to be able to relax while the kids are playing. Yeah, for sure. So this is almost a brand new park with brand new resurfaced state-of-the-art pickleball, tennis courts, uh, state-of-the-art basketball, backboard, state-of-the-art um, hitting wall for tennis, a completely inclusive playground. This is this is this is really amazing feature that the city has to offer, and it serves so many people, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at its core, Moran's a neighborhood park right in the the core of the city, and uh, it's really going to become a destination park uh, for the entire city and city and surrounding communities. Uh, as far as I know, there's not going to be a park in the area that will offer the same amenities that they're they're going to have at Moran Park or we're going to have at Moran Park. And uh, this is probably my favorite aspect of this project is helping bring so many people together uh, that have different interests to help kind of create a sense of community out there. And additionally, because it is a neighborhood park, there's, it's going to be walkable for thousands of residents, uh, which is kind of a fun plus. Absolutely. This is huge. I mean, the draw that it will have for people that are have so many different interests with the different um, sports that it's going to be able to offer and just the green space also with picnic tables and stuff that people can also still come and just relax in a park. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely fits into the model that we're uh, looking to create a lot of different parks around the city. Nice. What is there anything that may surprise people about some of the upgrades or the park in general that you can think of? Yeah, I, I would say that our Tennis program is something that quietly does really, really well every year uh, that we have over 400 tennis participants and uh, that are part of our tennis program every year. And it's kind of nice to see that uh, quiet impact that it makes on the community uh, with so many so many kids in the community remember playing and then they come back as be instructors. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that play throughout the entire year out there in our programs, um, which is really, really fun to see. And then it's also home to four different middle school tennis teams uh, in the fall and spring. That's awesome. Because yeah. tennis is one of those sports you learn as when you're young, if you continue it, you can play through adulthood. Yeah, it's definitely a good lifelong sport. Nice. Well, Garrett, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today. This is a real going to be a real gem for our city and, and all the residents. Anything else you'd like to tell us? Uh, the only thing I'd like to add is our winter spring programs are open at hollandrecreation.com. So if you're looking for something to do to stay busy for you or uh, your children, uh, you can go to hollandrecreation.com and see what we have to offer. Great. Thank you, Garrett. Until next time, this has been My Holland Update.